Why is it suddenly offensive when a white guy, a country guy says, try that in a small town, see what happens. But in hip hop music, you have nothing but violence, violent rhetoric, yada, yada, yada. No issues with that. But I will backstep on this and say that Jason Aldean didn't say anything about race. And in those videos and in those po uh, photos, there's all races represented. Welcome to the All-American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. <laughs> What is going on, America? Welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. I am your host, John Burke, here back in the Shellshock CBD studio, coming to you live. Appreciate you tuning in today, and thank you for being here. While you're watching us live on Rumble and Kick, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you may be coming from, hit that like button and tap that share. It helps us out quite a lot. Oh, my gosh. So much news to get into. So much news to get into today. And I broke my toe. So there's that. I was uh, in the gym shower yesterday. And I know that's probably not the best way to lead out with any kind of story when you think about it. Like, hey, I was in the gym shower. It's like, mm, where's this going? 
where, where is this going? But, uh, no, I turned around and accidentally stubbed my toe on the bench. It hurt pretty bad. And then for the rest of the day, I felt like a throbbing in the toe. I was like, I, I bet I broke that bad boy. So when I got home and took off my sock, that sucker is black and blue. So it's a nice little break, probably a nice little hair fracture, I'm betting. So I don't know, but, uh, good time. Good time. What's up folks. Glad you're here. Got a lot of great reviews on yesterday's show. And, uh, the clips that we're posting on Instagram and Facebook now greatly appreciate all the feedback on that. And thank you for everybody that is actually out there sharing the show. Big thank you to that. That's helping us grow our numbers. That's helping us recruit more for the lost savages to open people's minds up to thinking for themselves and not wearing any politicians Jersey, which I think is very important in this day and age because uh, everything just seems so polarizing. And I can't even imagine simping for any single politician and being their, uh, uh, their team mascot, I guess, if you will. And I, I've seen on Twitter as of late, a lot of the DeSantis people are doing exactly that for, I shouldn't say a lot, but there's a few that I've noticed are starting to grow in following by being a team mascot for a single politician. And it's just like, if we condemn people for doing that for Trump, why are we doing it for DeSantis? Because DeSantis is the opposite of Trump, apparently, to them. And it's just kind of like concerning to me. But um, anyway, uh, we've got Andrew Tate in the news again for saying something that's just kind of like common sense to him and his type of people in regards to the Islamification of England, of Britain. Um, we've got migrants crossing the border, throwing children into the water. We've got an IRS whistleblower uh, supposed to give a live testimony starting about 1 p.m. I'm not sure if that's CST or EST, but I can tell you this right now. Um, there's probably nothing going to happen to that guy. Not, not, I'm sorry, not him, but nothing's going to happen. Hunter Biden's been proven, has been given a special treatment by the FBI. Again, nothing's going to happen. It's going to get swept under the rug, and you are going to have to pay for it. That's how it is. That's how it is. We've got Tim Scott in the news. We've got Jason Aldean with CMT pulling a Bud Light. <clears throat> a lot of weird things. A lot of weird things, but, uh, yeah, it's um, It's weird. Crazy day we live in. Crazy day we live in. Before we get into all that, folks, you know what part of the show it is. This episode is brought to you by ShellshockCBD.com. Hey, let me talk to you for a second about your sleep and your sleeping behavior and patterns. Are you finding it difficult to fall asleep and stay asleep? Well, here at Shellshock, we've got the rack out gummies. We can fix that. And if we can't fix that, it comes the money back guarantee. You drop your money, your hard-earned money that you work for on a product that we advertise in a certain capacity to help you not only, again, fall asleep and stay asleep. If it does not do as I tell you it will do, I will give you your money back. Now, if you're watching the show live, you can read in the chat room right now. I guarantee we probably got about 20 or 30, if not 40 or 50 people that will give a positive feedback, give positive feedback on the rack out gummies. Outside of our Delta 8 and Delta 9, which are going to get you stoned, our rack outs come second. That's our top seller, one of our, our, our second top seller. They're THC free. You will not fail a drug test. John, I'm currently active duty. Doesn't matter. They don't test for it. You're not going to pop. We already have so many people within the military taking our rack out gummies that actually help. Uh, it won't be long before the military definitely has to reevaluate CBD use. Now, CBD is not marijuana. It's not. Two totally different things, and people don't seem to get that. But again, if you go to shellshockcbd.com and you check out the rack out gummies, CBD gummies, you can see them there. Again, THC-free. What are you waiting for? Invest in your quality of sleep. Invest in a quality of life. Return to your former self. When you actually wake up, you feel rested. You feel motivated. You feel happy. Insomniacs, we got the cure right here, baby. We got it. 
shellshockcbd.com. Use code SAVAGE for this podcast. Save yourself 10%. And if you become a subscriber, you save that 10% automatically and you start to accrue reward points. And you can cash that in later on for free product. All of it is listed literally on the website. You can go check it out, shellshockcbd.com. And don't forget our sister company, 1920brand.com. Uh, we're releasing the new flavor, uh, the new drink mix coming soon. We're excited for that. 1920brand.com, made right here in Texas by us. You like your whiskey? Well, we got with the old-fashioned. The old-fashioned drink mix, what are you waiting for? Again, 1920brand.com. There we go. <clears throat> Mm, you should get it checked out, John. I had a hairline fracture and dismissed it, and six months later was having surgery. I'll just wait and see. It doesn't hurt right now. I heart stung yesterday, but I will say. Watch how it goes. But uh, interesting stuff, interesting stuff. Um, so Jason Aldean, if you haven't uh, been paying attention to the news, this apparently is making the news right now. Jason Aldean uh, released a music video that says, try that in a small town music video. Now, if you've if you listen to the lyrics, it's another one of those country songs that talks about like you can't do that in a small town. You're you're protesting your violence. Do that in a small town. See what happens. I get it. Yeah, it's fine. I'm not I'm not knocking it. I mean, it's not my kind of music. I don't really consider Jason Aldean country. But then again, you know, I'm kind of a country music snob. I don't like contemporary country. I think it's just really gone off the rockers. It's gone off of its uh, main uh, country feel. I guess. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but I've, I've watched the music video now. Let me read you the article first, because I feel like, um, we need to stop. We need to stop Alex. Stein, wait, hold on. Alex Stein gave a shout out to Delta nine yesterday. He's in Nashville right now. I think he's doing a fight with a YouTuber or something like that. I've been watching that guy's funny. Um, but I watched the music video <clears throat> and it just basically says, try this stuff in a small town. And apparently, well, here's the article. CMT, Country Music Television, uh, I don't watch that. Uh, it's just, I don't know. CMT has pulled a recently released music video for Jason Aldean's new single, Try That in a Small Town, which aggressively attacks recent riots and rising lawlessness in the United States. There's no issue with that. What, what's the problem there? He's not wrong. And literally in the video, he shows actual depictions of rioting, People acting like morons, burning down buildings. And might I add, in those pictures and videos, there's multiple races represented here. Now, the reason I tell you that is because, folks, the left is just, I wouldn't say they're losing their mind over this, but you know why they're losing their mind over this. What are they associating that with automatically, <clears throat> right off the bat? Being black. I mean, come on, let's not kid ourselves. Uh, and the reason I say that is because of this. The video has since received 346,000 views on YouTube and features Aldine performing in front of a courthouse amid interspersed footage of a flag-burning protester screaming and attacking police in various scenarios and robbing a convenience store, according to a billboard. Uh, later in the video, Fox News chiron appears in the words, State of Emergency Declared in Georgia. Aldine's video juxtaposes the violent images with more harmonious scenes like a girl playing hopscotch and a raised American flag. Critics of the song take issue with the several lyrics wherein Aldine calls out criminals and rioters directly per billboard. Written by Kelly Loveless, Neil Thrasher, Tully Kennedy, and Kurt Michael Allison, the song is an often confrontational take with lyrics challenging those who carjack an old lady at a red light. 
or pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store or cuss out a cop to try that in a small town and see how far you make it down the road. Around here, we take care of our own. In a later verse, Al Dean, who was on stage when the worst gun massacre in the U.S. history took place at the Route 91 Festival in Las Vegas in October of 2017, sings, Got a gun that my granddad gave me. They say one day they're going to round up. Well, that shit might fly in the city. Good luck. <clears throat> you know who he's referring to. Well, he doesn't say it directly, though. So naturally, the left outs themselves by saying, Well, he's talking about black people. Why would you assume that? Why would you just automatically jump to that conclusion? You literally outed yourself on that one. It's because black people are inherently more violent. Let's not even kid ourselves. Folks, when I read you off the list of examples he gave, carjack a woman at a red light, liquor store being held up, what race do you automatically think? Now, here's to the liberals that get a pearl clutch. Why do we automatically think that? You think that people just fabricate these stereotypes out of the ether from, from no reason? You think they just make this stuff up? We don't live in the 1800s when you demonize black people based upon what you think, which was racist. Yes, it was racist. But now, statistically backed up proof showcases these examples are rather accurate. Now, Jason Aldean is like pushing back on this, saying, well, I'm not talking about black people. I think you should stop backpedaling. I think you should say yes. Why are white people so afraid why are they so afraid to stand up and speak facts? Because it's going to hurt black people's feelings? Well, interestingly enough, if you listen to the majority of hip-hop music out there, don't they say pretty much the same thing about being in the ghetto? They do. We talk about we take care of our own, like Jason Aldean says. Does that offend you? Well, there's many hip-hop songs out there that decry the same things. Why is it suddenly offensive when a white guy, a country guy says, try that in a small town, see what happens. But in hip hop music, you have nothing but violence, violent rhetoric, yada, yada, yada. No issues with that. But I will backstep on this and say that Jason Aldean didn't say anything about race. And in those videos and in those po uh, photos, there's all races represented. So the left automatically goes after him on this as I think, you know, we kind of, everybody knew they would. But that's not the issue. The issue is that CMT pulled the music video. CMT has become woke, infected. When you have the likes of these country music singers up there advocating for transgenderism, you got Shania Twain bending the knee at every opportunity so she can regain her popularity, rekindle the old flame of, man, feel like a woman. No, literally this time. <laughs> I mean, what are we led to believe? Country music artists have sold out. What happened to the roots of like the likes of Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, the Highwaymen, the rebels of country, rebel country, if you will? This day and age, we get the Miranda Lamberts. We get the Lady A, Lady Antebellum, apparently because they changed their name because it's offensive. That's funny to me. That's funny to me. Lady A, you remember that? Yeah. They changed their name because it offended a black singer that was called Antebellum. Oh, our bad. We don't want to offend black people. <laughs> it's ridiculous. 
Aldean addressed the controversy over a song after CMT removed it from circulation on Tuesday in a lengthy message on his Instagram stories. He said, I've been accused of releasing a pro-lynching song. Well, folks, number one, the left is always going to blow out of proportion anything that runs contrary to their viewpoints. Every single time they will do this. So they say this is a lynching song. Um, even if it was, and this is in regards to criminals, I'm okay with it. Lynching, shooting, dropping dead in the street. I'm okay with it. I don't see anything wrong with that. You're a criminal. You're committing violent acts towards innocent people for no other reason that you didn't get your way. I'm okay with seeing you gunned down in cold blood. I don't care. I really don't care. But the left always tries to instantaneously dominate the language and make it akin to something it's not. Jason Aldean, in this video, in this song, did not call for any lynching. Not in regards towards black people. So isn't it interesting how it went from a song about try that in a small town in regards to holding up liquor store, carjacking a lady at a red light, yada, yada, yada. So the left instantly says, this is about black people and it's a pro-lynching song. When all races are represented. Do you see how they do that? You see how slimy these people are? They will try and destroy, they, they will dominate the language and basically interject their own narrative. Well, this is what the song is about. Where did you get that from? But I do find it funny and ironic how you took it that way because it's probably true. I mean, it is true. Let's just be honest. You got to love it. You got to love it. But Aldine responded and said, I've been accused of releasing a pro-lynching song, a song that has been out since May and was subject to the comparison that I, direct quote, was not too pleased with the nationwide BLM protests. Um, it's okay to say we're not pro-BLM. It's okay to say BLM is nothing but a violent organization that burned more black businesses. It's okay to say it was a massive grift. Your founders and leaders stole from their own, thus furthering the stereotype of black-on-black -black crime. You literally do it to yourselves. And then you blame whites for your issues, for the situations you find yourselves in. But suddenly it's my fault because of my white privilege? Interesting. Very interesting. These references are not only meritless, but dangerous, he said. Aldine asserted, and you see, that's the one thing I would not say right there, is don't give it any kind of credence and say, this is dangerous. I would blow it off and laugh and be like, you know, when you, when you show people and you counter their statements with the fact that you don't take it seriously, it really discredits them. Versus when you double down and say, this is dangerous. Eh, don't give them that much influence. Don't give them that much power or authority. I would never say that. It's like, this is dangerous. Like, yeah, really? This is, what, this is what you're upset about today? Cry harder. Go cope. That's literally it. Brush it off. Laugh. Folks, I will tell you this right now. When they come after you for cancel culture, whatever the case it may be, the best defense is just to laugh at them. Laugh at them and double down and make fun of them. But whatever you do, whatever you do, do not apologize to them. Never apologize to the woke mob. It'll do you no good. And the fact that you're probably not wrong. <clears throat> Probably not wrong. Aldine asserted that he never brought race into the song and that he used real news footage. 
No one, including me, wants to continue to see senseless headlines or families ripped apart. Try that in a small town for me refers to the feeling of a community that I had growing up where we took care of our neighbors, regardless of differences of background or belief, he said. According to Variety, critics of the song were also incensed over Aldine uh, filming in front of a courthouse in Columbia, Tennessee, that is a well-known for having been the site of a lynching of a black man in the 1920s. Al did not address this, this controversy. Oh, <laughs> so if you film something, where any kind of bad thing happened in the past, now you're advocating for it? Interesting. You see how slimy and disingenuous these creeps are? You see how stupid this has become? Well, that was the site. That was the site where they lynched a black man in 1920. Good Lord. Good Lord. If you want to be offended by my whiteness, you go right ahead. I really don't care. I don't give a damn. Be offended all you want. But I find, again, that the very same people out there, the very same black community that claims to be so empowered, so this and so, you melt down. You melt down like little fucking babies anytime somebody mentions how violent your community is. Why is that? Do words hurt you? Well, I'm sure you can do a Chicago takeover with your teens and beat up white people in the streets later to justify your anger. Because no, you know, no justice, no peace, right? Even though, you know, justice is very interestingly, uh, basically letting criminals off the hook by blaming the whites. <clears throat> so stop bending the knee to these people. It's not worth it. Double down. And it's okay. It's okay. <clears throat> Uh, so again, the issue is that Al Dean or CMT pulled the video. It's CMT. I don't even watch CMT. But now they're saying that CMT pulled a Bud Light. Why are you doing this? There's no purpose behind this. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, CMT is just as woke as everything else. These people are not about country music. It's just all woke bullshit. Every artist out there. I mean, look at what happened to Taylor Swift. Starts out country and then goes across into pop. And look at her now mansplaining she does her songs about uh, just just everything is men's fault she's the exact example of a feminist that doesn't know what she's talking about isn't it interesting how they always use country to then ease themselves into mainstream pop saw miley cyrus do it taylor swift there's been a bunch of them that have done it it almost feels like you kind of are a traitor to your own group your own cause which again i'm not against it but i do find it funny how it starts out country down home, singing about the things that people, you know, it really resonates with a lot of people. And then you go mainstream pop, and then you start singing about feminism. Blah, 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 blah. And you lose people. I don't even think Taylor Swift is talented, <clears throat> to be perfectly honest with you. And she's not hot. I'm sorry. I, I just don't get it. Like, dude's like, oh, Taylor Swift, I, I don't see it. I can understand why people might think that way, but her personality is a massive turnoff. Massive. Just the ignorance that comes out of that woman's mouth. Anyway. Migrants <clears throat> observed throwing one-year-old girl into Texas border river, says police. Police in the border town of Eagle Pass, Texas, observed a migrant tossing a one-year-old little girl into the Rio Grande while crossing the border from Mexico. Police say they witnessed the child going completely underwater in a life-threatening situation. 
Texas Department of Public Safety spokesman Lieutenant Chris Olivares tweeted a report involving a Honduran migrant who police say endangered the life of a small child while he attempted to illegally enter United States from Mexico on July 16th. I haven't even read this article yet, and I'm betting that child doesn't belong to him. <clears throat> The migrant later identified as Miguel Ernesto Nunes Martinez threw one-year-old little girl into the Rio Grande, placing her life in danger, Oliveira stated. Um, a Texas DPS trooper in Florida Highway Patrol, lieutenant assigned to the patrol board in New Eagle Pass under Governor Greg Abbott's Operation Lone Star, arrested Nunez Martinez for criminal trespass and child endangerment with imminent danger of bodily injury after he illegally crossed the border with a little girl. According to a sworn arrest affidavit, FHP Lieutenant Matias observed a Hispanic male wearing all black with tattoos on his neck throw a child into the Rio Grande River. He described the child as approximately one year of age with a pink bow in her hair. The child went underwater completely and was obliviously in distress and in danger of drowning. The Florida lieutenant added, he saw, he said that law enforcement riverboat quickly turned around as Nunez Martinez grabbed the child from under the water. The child was crying and visibly terrified, Martinez said. Police verbally warned Nunez Martinez repeatedly not to attempt to enter the private property along the Rio Grande. The area, Bear, Shelby Park, and Eagle Pass is clearly marked with no trespassing signs. Uh, Constantine wire, fences, shipping containers, despite the barriers and repeated verbal warnings, Nunez Martinez illegally trespassed onto the private property, DPS trooper Austin Johnson stated. Lieutenant Olivares reports that Nunez Martinez is now in jail facing state charges related to criminal trespass and felony child endangerment, and not one word on if he's the actual parent of the child. But now your taxpayer money gets to go into imprisoning this guy. And they say on average, uh, for every imprisoned illegal immigrant, it's going to cost the U.S. taxpayer roughly $90,000 annually. And what are they going to do? They're going to deport his ass and he's going to come right back. Yeah, they're sending us their best, folks. They're sending us their best. Also, I love the fact that didn't the sign say not to trespass? Yet he did it anyway. It, it's almost as if saying... Um, Gun-free zone signs don't work either. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. We live in a delusional state today, folks. Liberals are some of the stupidest people I've ever seen in my entire life. Dumbest people I have ever seen. Their emotions rule everything. They have no logical common sense thinking skills whatsoever. The simple thought that signs that say gun-free zone are going to stop active school shooters, you think that's going to work? This is how ignorant they are. Well, we're going to make a law about it. Uh, there's criminals that don't obey laws. Well, you know, uh, yeah, blah, blah. well, I got nothing for that. Meanwhile, you can be a perfectly law-abiding citizen, want to own a firearm for self-defense, and yet you get looked at as if you're the bad guy. That's the way liberals have controlled the media, distorted the narrative, and interjected their lies and manipulation to get their way. It's disgusting. But this, these are liberals. Folks, these people are just degenerates. I can't even imagine how Joe Biden has any support left from the Democratic Party. I really cannot. And if you were a Democrat today, who would you be voting for? Probably RFK. I, I feel like that's their only real to go to guy. And even I feel like they don't like him. That's just me. A guy with tattoos all over his body, dressed in black, throws a one-year-old child into the Rio Grande. Um, I'm just really curious why you would do that. 
<clears throat> what's what's the reasoning behind throwing a one-year-old infant, infant, into the Rio Grande? That was not his daughter. Guarantee that was not his daughter. But let's keep that border wide open, folks, right? Let's keep it wide open. <clears throat> it's ridiculous. Tim Scott. Well, Josh isn't. Well, he's, he's running late today, but he's going to be. I, Josh got it right. Tim Scott responds to Trump's Veep suggestion. Kind words with a suggestion of his own. Senator Tim Scott most uh, has mostly refrained from criticizing former President Trump in the race for 2024 GOP presidential nomination. You know why. You know exactly why. You want that Veep position. Uh, oh, so the, uh, the live IRS whistleblower is testifying live right now. I'll have to watch it after this uh, show. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot coming from this, right? Republican presidential candidate uh, Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina reacted to former President Donald Trump's hint that his 2024 rival could serve as a running mate. Trump is a good guy, Scott said, but added, I think he's overqualified to be my vice president. Scott, a rising star in the GOP and the only black Republican in the Senate, is one of the dozen candidates challenging Trump for 2024 GOP presidential nomination. Don't even get it twisted. This guy doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell. We know that. Every single one of these people are angling for that VP slot. Um, Trump, who's commanding the front runner in the latest presidential primarily polls, and we are still so far out, like polls that really don't matter right now, but people seem to keep using this. I do enjoy how the Trump base loves quoting these polls of this, 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 Trump's polling. Trump Trump himself quotes the polls. Oh, by the way, did you see Trump last night on Hannity or the town hall he did? Hannity is such a Trump ass kisser, such an ass kisser. He hails Trump as if it's the second coming of Christ. This guy is such a cultist, and it's so sad to see because Hannity, you know, for the longest time, he actually had a common sense voice, voice. But I feel like with the emergence of Donald Trump, who represents the ultimate pole of influence, career making, uh, or he can destroy you, a lot of these, these voices are now bending the knee in fealty and blind loyalty to Donald Trump. Because if you don't and you go against it, you're going to lose ratings. You're going to get fired. You're going to lose your listener base. So you can't really have an opinion of your own, especially if it runs contrary to Donald Trump. This is dangerous, folks. This is very dangerous. When one man gets made unofficially the face of the party, then it's you either do as the king commands or you get ostracized and exiled from the party. It's interesting. It's very interesting. But this polling, again, it means literally nothing. I've brought this up countless times. And I do love how the Colt 45 goes out there and they say, like, well, he's polling, polling, polling. Well, again, Trump polled in 2015 way low, way low. But now polls matter. No, sorry, not buying it, not buying it. Trump, who's the commanding frontrunner in the latest Republican primary poll as he makes his third straight White House run, praised Scott in an interview on Fox News this past weekend. Former president told host Maria Bartimoromo for Fox News Sunday morning futures that he believed that many of his fellow candidates were talented people and hinted that he was already having thoughts about a potential running mate. Do you see yourself perhaps with the senator Tim Scott? Bartiromo asked Trump. He said, I think he's a very good guy. 
and we did Opportunity Zones together. It's never been talked about. It's one of the most successful economic development things ever done in this in this country. And Tim is a very good man. I mean, I could see Tim doing something with the administration, but he's in right now campaigning. But Tim is a talented guy, and you have other very talented people. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe. I mean, Josh could be right. This could be Trump's potential veep. We'll see. I mean, he's black. He's a Republican. You got some intersectional boxes checked there. It's going to please a lot of people. We'll have to see. I personally don't know anything about the guy. Not saying he's bad, not saying he's good. I just don't know. I just don't know. Hmm. Who's been to Ibiza? Remember Ibiza used to be like the party and probably still is for all I know. Ibiza. Like everybody talks about like the EDM concerts or whatever that went down over there. Well, there's been some breaking news that's kind of weird, I guess. Vacationers turned away from Beach Oasis after a stomach-churning discovery made in the water. Other beaches on Ibiza temporarily closed this summer. Vacationers on Spain's famous Ibiza Island are being turned away from a beach after the discovery of high levels of fecal matter in the water. Local city council closed the beach at Playa Espinet this week after water tests from the beach's cove found an amount of fecal matter that exceeded approved safety levels, according to the Sun. This decision has been taken as a temporary solution as the Department of Environment is investigating the causes of the contamination. The San Joseph City Council said in a press release, according to a translation provided at local news outlet, Ibiza is a famed European vacation hotspot that is often ranked alongside islands such as Italy's Capri and Greece's Milos, Milos as ideal travel destinations. The contaminated water posed risks of E. coli and intestinal uh, enterococcus bacteria infection, the Sun reported. Citing the local Department of the Environment, E. coli can cause symptoms such as stomach cramping and diarrhea, while an enterococcus bacteria infection can cause fevers, headaches, and nausea. So it sounds like you go into the water mixed with fecal matter, and you probably swallow some of it, then you get diarrhea and you shit in the water too. It's almost like a never-ending cycle. Stop pooping in the water, people. Um, red flags were positioned on the beach to keep vacationers away from the waters. Um, within 48 hours, the date of the second sample will be known, but for now, the beach is closed to bathing. The local city council said, uh, the water is tested on a weekly basis for potential contamination or health risks, the council added. Earlier this summer, two Ibiza beaches, Galaca Gracio and Sant Antonia uh, and Cala closed for a few days after officials found the water also contaminated by human feces. The beach closure this week comes as Europeans flock to cool waters amid a heat wave that is hovering around record levels. Temperature spikes to about 104 degrees on Tuesday in areas of Spain and France. Temperatures forecast for Ibiza this week show the island will hover in the high 80s. People just pooping in the water, I guess. Do people actually, I mean, I, you know, I, I've, I've heard the whole peeing in the water thing. I've heard that one. But the pooping in the water? Really? Is that a thing? Is that really a thing? Do people do that? Like, why? That That's mind-blowing to me. I've never been. Don't think I really want to go now. This is definitely going to hurt their tourism. Or do you think maybe not? I don't know. 
there's some people want to go to like a vacation spots. Like they want to do it to like check off the bucket list, regardless of what might uh, not be so healthy or safe for them. They're still going to do it anyway to say they can go. I mean, would you go? If you, if you found this out about Ibiza and you said, oh, there's high levels of human crap in the water, would you still want to go? I certainly wouldn't. Now, if you've ever been to Galveston Beach in Texas, uh, I'm not saying it's worse, but the water is brown and disgusting, and the beaches are nasty. It's the Gulf of Mexico right there. A lot of oil spills, a lot of issues there. I do remember there was a flesh-eating flesh bacteria that was discovered on that beach as well years and years ago. If you've been to Galveston, it's disgusting. And it's sad. It's sad. Galveston is a beautiful city. But the beach, woo, it's disgusting. It's nasty. It's trending on social media right now. Not a lot of press is reporting on this, though, which is interesting. A U.S. soldier thought to be in North Korean custody after crossing DMZ. A U.S. soldier crossed into North Korea willfully and without authorization and was believed to be in the custody of the country's forces, U.S. and international officials said Tuesday. United Nations Command, which operates the joint security area within the demilitarized zone, or the DMZ, between North and South Korea, first confirmed that an unidentified U.S. national had crossed the border. For those that don't know this, that's a big no-no, especially as a soldier. Big no-no. U.S. officials tell CBS News the soldier in question is private second class Travis King, who had served time at a detention facility in South Korea and was released about a week ago to officials at U.S. Army Garrison Humphreys, the hub of the U.S. forces in security. Now, it's a little confusing when they say serve time as if he was stationed there or he was in prison there. King was escorted. I think he was in prison there because it says King was escorted to the airport in uh, Incheon near Seoul. I said that wrong. In near Seoul, though, for a flight back to the U.S. to be separated from the U.S. from the Army, the U.S. official said he parted ways with an escort at customs and then didn't board the plane. So it sounds to me like he was he did something wrong, served some jail time there, was going to be escorted to the flight back to America to be separated and kicked out of the Army, probably on a dishonorable. And he left his customs or he left his. Uh, super or his. Um. His escort at custom. Like I'm wondering how that even happened, but you know, it's I don't know. But he left his escort and then didn't board the plane. After going through airport security, he somehow returned and managed to join a border tour group before crossing into North Korea, officials say. King has been in the Army since January of 2021, Army spokesperson Bryce Duby told CBS News. At the Pentagon, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin confirmed a service member um, willfully, willfully crossed. Uh, and without authorization, crossed the military demarcation line separating the two countries during a tour, but didn't identify him. We believe that he is in DPRK custody, Austin said during a news conference using an acronym for North Korea's formal name, Democratic People's Republic of Korea. And so we're closely monitoring, investigating the situation and working to notify the soldiers next of kin and engaging to address this incident. In terms of concerns, I'm absolutely foremost concerned about the welfare of our troop, and so we will remain focused on this, Austin said. Earlier, UN Command said it was working with our KPA North Korean Army counterparts to resolve this incident. 
Local media said the man, who was visiting the military demarcation line at Panjimun, or Panmunjom with a civilian tour group, crossed the border at 3.27 p.m. local time. A person who said they witnessed the event and was part of the same tour group told CBS News they had just visited one of the buildings at the site when this man gives out a loud ha-ha-ha and just runs in between some buildings. The witnesses said military personnel reacted within seconds to the man's actions, but at first there was confusion. I thought it was a bad joke at first, but when he didn't come back, I realized it wasn't a joke. And then everybody reacted and things got crazy. The witnesses said there were no North Korean soldiers visible where the man ran and that they were told there haven't been since the coronavirus pandemic when North attempted to completely seal its borders to the outside world. They said after the man ran across the border, the tour group was rushed back to the Freedom House for everyone to give statements and then taken to their bus. I'm telling you this because it actually hit me quite hard, the witness said. Uh, it was on the way back into the bus and we got up to one of the checkpoints. Someone said we were going, we were 43 going in and 42 coming back. They said the group had initially boarded the bus for the tour in Seoul and had been required to provide identification in advance. Uh, more on the soldier, Travis King is a soldier's name, was breaking down over family tragedy before defection to North Korea, coming from his uncle. U.S. soldier Travis King was breaking down over a family tragedy before he defected to North Korea while awaiting disciplinary action Tuesday, according to a relative. King's uncle, Carl Gates, said the soldier began struggling as Gates' son, King Nazir, grappled with uh, SPTLC2, a genetic condition so rare that it does not have an official name. When my son was on life support and when my son passed away, Travis started being reckless and crazy when he knew my son was about to die, Gates told the Daily Beast of King, who's 23. Gates' son was only six years old when he died in February from complications of SPTLC2. King, a private second class, was in Seoul, South Korea, when King Nazir took a turn for the worst, Gates explained to the Daily Beast. Um... His mom came down on a few occasions, and she then talked to him and let him know what was going on with my son, and it seemed like he was breaking down. It affected Travis a lot, he recalled. Because he couldn't be here, he was in the Army overseas. I know it's related to what he did. King of Racine, Wisconsin, was scheduled to fly back to Fort Bliss, Texas with a military escort before he slipped his handlers and was spotted wearing civilian clothing at a tour of the Joint Security Area, the border village in the demilitarized zone separating the two Korea, blah, 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 blah. He previously spent almost two months at South Korea Detention Center, U.S. officials told CBC. King was escorted to the far, as far as the customs channel, I read that part. It took everybody a second to react and grasp what had actually happened. Then we were ordered into and through Freedom House and running back to our military bus. A Swedish visitor who was on King's tour wrote of the moment he purportedly ran across the border while loudly cackling, ha, ha, ha. I thought it was bad. I read that part. Uh, we are working with our CPA counterparts to resolve this incident. They continued referring to North Korea's uh, Korean People's Army. Gates told the Daily Beast that he was one of the last people to communicate with King before the defection. He added that his nephews loved and cherished his late son, and he was plagued by concerns for his family in the wake of the young boy's passing. Picture yourself being in the Army and your baby cousin from your favorite my only child, he's struggling and going through pain and he's crying like a baby and now you're in the service and you can't do anything about it. And then you're crying like a baby, Gates said. King's mother, Claudine Gates, previously told ABC that she just wants her son to come home. We're closely monitoring, investigating the situation, working to notify the soldiers next to Ken and engaging to address this incident, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin told reporters on Tuesday. I, okay, so here's, here's where it gets interesting to me. Um, you're losing a family member. While you're overseas, that cannot be easy. I, 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 it sucks. I've been there, um, dealt with that personally. It is not an easy thing because you feel ultimately so powerless. 
You want to be there to help. You want to be there to give comfort, to do anything you can do to help with the arrangements. You just, you just don't like not being able to be there and contribute to the family. That part I empathize with. That's, that's difficult. That is hard. The part I don't understand, and here comes the common sense approach that I feel like most people are not going to take into consideration. What purpose does it serve to defect to North Korea? You were going home. You were being separated from the military. You were going to get to go home and be with your family. Granted, I believe the funeral and everything is probably already over. So then what purpose does it serve? And I don't, I don't know if this guy actually defected or he just ran across the DMZ and is like, big fuck you to the, to the military. I don't know. I don't know. But I am curious how people are going to rationalize and justify this action when you are literally being put on a plane to go home. Now, what's left to watch is to see what North Korea does, what their demands may be, and to see what the Biden administration responds with. Now, I already know what you're saying, folks. What color is the kid? He's black. We're going to see. We're going to see. There is a difference if it was an accident, if mistakes were made versus you intentionally said deuces, ha, 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 and you run across that border. If I was President Joe Biden, I would tell Lloyd Austin, stand down. He made his choice. America will not negotiate. If you want to be stupid and you want to play dumb games, you're 21, was it 21, 23 years old? You're serving this nation's military. You've been through basic training. You're a grown-ass man. If that's the decision you take, bye. I don't care if this guy was white. Doesn't matter. If those are the actions that you take, once again, this nation's government is going to go in there and try and rationalize and justify bringing someone that did something very stupid back across and negotiating. When in fact, be like, well, uh, this is the decision you make. And if they put you in jail, good luck. You shouldn't have done that. And being stationed in South Korea, they know. They go through a lot of briefings on the current situation going on at the DMZ. This is not America. And this is the thing why America has become so weak, so pathetic. Because we don't take other worlds or other countries seriously when it comes to stuff like this. We live in a bubble. So when you have these people that go over to these foreign countries, like the one woman who is in Dubai, you see that story? The lady who screamed at a dude and now she's arrested in Dubai and she's probably going to face prison and they're probably going to beat the brakes off of her. I think she's an American citizen. Did you see that story? I forget the actual specifics, but this woman in Dubai, uh, women are not the same as men. And you forget that. When I visited Dubai, folks, and talked to many different people, you better be careful if you're a woman over there. Now, they're not out there trying to get you or anything. But for example, if say like for you are a woman and you're raped and you go to the authorities, the authorities are going to say, why did you get raped? Well, this guy was here. But was like, Why did you put yourself in that situation? They don't care. They do not care. So when you want to go over there with your American elitism and you want to try and pull a Karen, these Middle Eastern countries will literally smack the shit out of you and throw you in prison and beat the brakes off of you. Um, Russia as well. Go ask good old Brittany Grenier. He'll tell you. And then suddenly you come back to America with a new appreciation for all the things that you've got. 
Stop rewarding stupid behavior with a rescue plan. Stop negotiating for pieces of shit that, that pull stuff like this. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. You literally ran across the border of the DMZ into North Korea, knowing that since the Korean War, we've been at a stalemate with these people. The Iraq army is no joke. It is no joke. Anybody that's been stationed in South Korea will tell you, those dudes up there, they PT shirtless in the snow. They don't care. That is a strong, mentally tough military dug into those mountains. And anyone stationed in South Korea will tell you, if North Korea ever decided to invade, South Korea would be nothing but a speed bump. But instead, we have stupid Americans wanting to do stupid things and then expect our government to... What? Rescue them? Because you ran across the DMZ. <laughs> Interesting. <sighs> Very interesting. It just, it just blows my mind. So instead, people are like, oh, he's probably suffering a lot of trauma. Potentially. But you willfully separated yourself from your handler went and changed clothes into civilian clothes, joined a tour group, and then hightailed across the border. That was your plan all along. Let's not even kid ourselves. But good luck to you. Dude's probably going to get the brakes beat off of him in that freaking North Korean camp. Well, we've got the Republican IRS whistleblower acts as a gay Democrat and criminal division with 13 years at the agency. IRS whistleblower will testify to the House Oversight Committee. It's currently going on right now. So after the show, uh, we're going to go watch. IRS whistleblowers are expected to testify at the House Oversight Committee Wednesday that they witnessed an undeniable pattern of preferential treatment for the Bidens and obstruction of the normal investigative process throughout the years long federal investigation into Hunter Biden. IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley, who served as a supervisor on the investigation at the IRS and a second anonymous whistleblower bringing similar accusations will offer testimony to the House Oversight Committee starting at 1 p.m. The anonymous whistleblower who previously testified before the House Ways and Means Committee last month is expected to reveal his identity as a 13-year special agent within the IRS Criminal Investigation Division as a gay Democrat married to a man, according to his prepared testimony obtained by Fox News Digital. Whistleblower have alle whistleblowers have allegedly uh, alleged officials of the Justice Department, FBI, and IRS interfered in the investigation into Hunter Biden and said decisions in the case seem to be influenced by politics and which the entire right responded with duh and yet you'll still have people out there simping for the blue line oh we need the fbi we need the irs we need this and you see this stuff you see what they're doing they're trying to get the president's son off the hook Again, this guy faced some tax evasion charges, nothing about the gun thing, and he walks free. A little slap on the wrist. Just a little, a little slappy slap. you got to be kidding me. And nothing's going to happen. These whistleblowers will go up there before Congress, testify, folks, I will be really shocked. I will be aghast. I will be agog. If you see anything happen to Hunter Biden, He's the smartest man I know. You see the, the meeting with Biden and the president of Israel? Did you see that one? He is literally sitting there, chin on his chest, eyes closed, muttering to himself in front of the president of Israel. I think it was the president. I forget who it was. 
And the guy's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Biden's over there just falling asleep on himself. How have we not invoked the 25th yet? How have we not invoked the 25th yet? Because this is just insane to me. The president cannot lead. He is physically not there. He is mentally deteriorating at a high speed, high rate, and yet we're still here because they're just pulling his strings and making the puppet dance. Again, this is like weekend at Bernie's in the White House. That's what it is. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Andrew Tate back in the news. I don't know why people worship this guy. I really don't. He says some things that are kind of like, yeah, it makes sense. And he says some things like, yeah, it's pretty stupid. Tweets this out. This building, and this is, uh, excuse me, this is off of a uh, tweet from Act of Patriots UK. Uh, Muslim billionaire wins permission to turn one of London's most famous landmarks into a mosque. Built in 1896, the Trocadero is one of the central London's most famous entertainment complexes. Property tycoon Asif Aziz is building a three-story mosque inside the Trocadero. Andrew Tate retweets it and says, This building is literally dead center in the middle of London's historic center. Amazing news. The only alternative to Islam for the Brits is our pride flags, as they no longer have an innate culture or patriotism. Allah is the best of planners, and I look forward to seeing the Islamic Republic of Great Britainistan in her final form. Alhamdulillah, Britain will be fully Islamic soon. Oh, yeah, because the Muslims just have it so right and so good. He's not wrong in the gay pride stuff, but to juxtapose that as if Islam is the way forward is going to be very interesting to watch. Do I agree with him? No, not even remotely close. I think Islam, as far as his form of Islam, is a cancer to society worldwide. The way you treat your women, the way you treat your children. And I see these other influencers like Seiko and the rest of these, these nerds out there talking about Islam is the way. Really? Because I've seen Islam in its purest form and it's clearly not. I, I like how Tate has, has intelligently inserted Islam as the counter to the gay pride nonsense. There are Christians against it too. There's a lot of people against it. But it's going to be funny now because Islam is going to be the counter to the LGBT progressive bullshit and they're not going to know how to fight this. Now, I think the spread of Islam is dangerous. I do. I really do. Middle Eastern Islam is not the same. It is very, very rooted in extremism. Now, you've got other practicing Muslims that are different on that, that do believe it's a religion of peace. And unfortunately, it's always the freaking violent ones that are going to get the most attention. But I do feel the Andrew Tates and people out there like that, that want to, again, juxtapose gay pride with Islam. I'm just sitting here laughing. I'm just sitting here laughing, eat my popcorn. Like, here we go. All right, Democrats, let's see a fight back on this one. We got the gays versus the Muslims. Who saw that in 2023 bingo? I didn't see it, but I love watching it. I love watching it. You're about to find out real quick, fast, in a hurry, that Muslims will beat the brakes off you in streets, in the streets. You want to put your gay pride flag out there, your trans nonsense, and go to these things? Oh, be my guest. 
It's going to be funny to watch. Do I think that Muslims should be the official? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's crazy to me. And what's really funny is I have some personal friends that escaped from Islam that will tell you, I hate Islam and I'm from an Islamic country, specifically Iran, places like that. It's like those that are advocating for Islam have never seen true Islam and what it devolves into. It's a theocracy, folks. It is a theocracy. Women will have no rights, none. And I find it very interesting how Andrew Tate, of all people, hypocrite extraordinaire, can sit there and run OnlyFans accounts, pornography, all this other stuff, call things haram, and then you turn around and you treat women like sex objects. Again, your hypocrisy knows no bounds. I wish you'd at least pick a side and stick with it. But young men that look up to guys like this, he says to me, I mean, he's one of those influencers now that says a lot of things like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then turns around and says shit like this, like, what? You walk a fine line on common sense and just that flat out insanity and a lot of hypocrisy. What color is your Bugatti? I don't know. What color is your jail cell? It's interesting to me. I don't know. Allah is the best of planners, and I look forward to seeing this. <laughs> oh, this is going to be interesting. So interesting to watch how the left is going to melt down over there. And, you know, the left is going to sit there and bite their, their tongue. Like, we can't say anything. You can't say anything about the Muslims, because if you do, you are an Islamophobe, and we're good people. We're good people. Nope. But I do like how the left in America has already accused the right of pitting Muslims against them. Uh, wasn't us. That was them. That's hilarious to me. So funny. Last, most certainly not least, a confident DOD memo. Got the link to it right here. Um, Biden DOD memo reveals transgender service members can skip deployments and receive indefinite physical fitness standard waivers. Dossier has acquired a new Department of Defense memo that goes into great detail on the topic of care of service of members who identify as transgender. The document, which is not classified but has long remained unavailable to Americans, is being published here for the first time for public consumption. The 34-page memo details the enormous perks granted to service members who identify as transgender. This is published February 1st of 2023. Uh, Med Center Memorandum Number 40-517, Medical Services, Care and Service Members Who Identify as Transgender. At the beginning of his tenure, President Biden ended President Trump's ban on people who identify as transgender serving the military. And this is what I don't get about Donald Trump. You let them participate in your beauty pageants, you're, you're friends of the likes of Caitlyn Jenner, but then you say trans should not be in the military. Um, I'm confused on that one. No, trans should not be in the military at all. Anyway, here's some of the highlights found with the document. Taxpayer-funded care for transgender service members includes speech, speech and voice therapy, cross-sex hormones, laser hair removal, voice feminization surgery, facial contouring, body contouring, breast chest surgery, upper surgery, genital mutilation surgery, a.k.a. lower surgery, uh, psychological counseling. Service members who identify as transgender may receive a waiver for grooming and uniform standards. Service members who identify as transgender may receive an indefinite waiver for physical fitness standards. This waiver often becomes a de facto permanent situation, and the transgender identifying service member just has to renew the exemption request every six months. Service members who identify as transgender will be considered non-deployable for up to 300 days while taking hormones for their transition period. Again, 
Given that these hormones are often required for life, this may render the transgender identifying service members a permanently unable to deploy. The United States military is facing its worst recruiting environment since 1973 when the conscription era ended and the current all-volunteer force was formed. As the Defense Department memo makes clear, the U.S. military in 2023 represents more of a social welfare and social justice program than an entity proposed with defeating an aggressive army. So now transgenders in the military are getting special exemptions by virtue of what they identify themselves as. So if you're trans, you get all this taxpayer-funded surgeries. I'm sorry, folks, but last I checked, that's not the responsibility of the United States military. Now, I've got the memo. I'm going to link it to you guys. You can read this thing. And when you get down to page 24 through 27, it's going to make you want to just really question why the fuck we even support the military anymore. Your taxpayer money and the defense budget goes towards this. So if you're the military and you identify as trans and you go through the process and you are non-deployable for 300 days, therefore you potentially cannot do your job. Special requirements have to be made specifically for you. It used to be that you would conform to the military. The military way of life was supposed to give you discipline, get you in shape, get you mentally and physically strong, but now it's clearly devolved into this social program to where you can go into the military, claim that you have gender dysphoria, and they're going to fund your procedures. What world do we live in, folks? What world do we live in that your taxpayer money can now go to this bullshit? It's disgusting. But hey... All for equality. All for equal rights. So now trannies get to go in there, make a claim, and you get special protections. You don't have to take a PT test. So then you physically cannot do your job potentially under in combat. You're physically incapable. And it even says gender dysphoria, the treatment of gender dysphoria in this memo. So you acknowledge gender dysphoria is a psychological disorder. So when am I going to start letting schizophrenics enlist? It's a serious question. When are we going to start lowering the bar to let other psychological issues or people that have those enlist? High levels of paranoia, psychophants, psychopaths, rapists. I do not, I do not understand how anyone would want to join this nation's military. It is a joke. It is a joke. Our nation's military used to be comprised of so many people out there that wanted to be challenged. They wanted discipline. They wanted to undergo a rite of passage, if you will, into becoming a boy into a man. And now you go through basic training. It's a cakewalk. Make one claim about being offended and the drill sergeants will bow down to you. This is how weak our country has become. And frankly, folks, I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't think there's any way out of it. I think we've gone so far down the road I, I don't know how to fix this. Unless you get rid of an entire group of people that advocate for this bullshit, it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. All in the name of freedom, right? No, no. I, I, I disagree. This is disgusting. 
This is disgusting. It's a mockery of this nation's military. So now you have a special class of people that are getting special privileges that nobody else gets. Don't want to take a PT test? Hey, I'm trans. Now you got to go through the process. Let me show you the memo right here. I've got it pulled up. If you scroll down to say, for example, again, page 24 through 27, I believe it is. And I'll, I'll link the memo in the chat. Um, just reading some of the stuff. It talks about the administration process. Um, Appendix E, speech therapy clinical pathway. The BH champion, the TCG, blah, 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 blah. referral should be made under the speech therapy consult. So now you're basically admitting there is a linguistic profile between men and women. Oh, that's interesting. Typical voice therapy clinic, of course, includes one 30-minute visit for eight visits with the expectation that the service member will follow a home therapy plan for reinforcement and carryover. Continued follow-up with speech therapy is not usually warranted. However, cross-sex hormone therapy may impact the voice, necessitating a clinical follow-up. Transgender male service members can expect a deepening of the voice after three to 12 months on cross-sex hormone therapy. Transgender female, a service member, may wish to undergo voice feminization surgery. This procedure is typically performed by an ear, nose, and throat ENT surgeon with fellowship training in laryngology. If WAMC does not have the capability to perform this procedure, the service member will be referred to the network, C, Annex, I, and J. All TGSMs wishing to initiate gender-affirming hormone therapy must first be evaluated by the BH after the TGM is medically cleared by his or her primary caregiver. The BH provider will enter a consult to the identified transgender team, endocrinologist, specialist, diagnosis, transgender care. The team provider will have a clinic dedicated to transgender care once per month and coordinate with a family medicine and internal medication or medicine clinic for a neural or excuse me, a neutral location to see the patients. Prior to being seen by the endocrinologist, the PCM will perform a complete history and physical, identify risk factors for cardiovascular disease or venous thrombolic disease, uh, draw baseline labs, uh, order baseline DEXA for bone density screening. This is all, folks, this is all on your dime. So you can join the military and you can now get access to all of this. The military is literally spending money on psychological issues for crazy people. You're kidding me. Oh, it gets better, folks. It, get, it gets better. That's on page 22. Stand by. Stand by. No patient will be started at the maximum male testosterone dose. The endocrine, uh, the endocrine provider may start below at the or the recommended male adult dose and titrate upwards based on clinical presentation, testosterone, and estradiol, estradiol, uh, estradiol levels. So now, you know, for the longest time, diabetics couldn't join the military because you can't really be deployed. What if you don't have access to your insulin? Yada yada yada. It was a big deal. But now you can go through hormone therapy replacement, get access to all these chemicals, put yourself in this mental state of insanity, and by the way, put them around firearms. What could go wrong? The service member will return to the endocrine provider every three months in the first year, and then one or one to two times per year to monitor for appropriate signs of virilization and for development of adverse reactions on GAHT, repeat physical exam. Uh, Appendix G, gender-affirming hormone therapy clinical pathway for the transgender females. Identify risk factors for cardiovascular disease or venous thrombolytic disease. Draw based on blah, blah, blah. Uh, increase risk of venous thrombolytic disease, gallstones, weight gain, and hypertriglyceride. Low risk for prolonged. Uh, there's just a lot of like red flags here. 
Service member will be offered a referral for reproductive counseling. You are literally castrating the service member. You're chopping the penis off and you're installing a fake vagina. SM will return to the endocrine, uh, endocrine provider every three months in the first year and then one blah, 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 blah. And then we keep going. Then it goes down to primary hair care and uh, okay, uh, managed pathway. Uh, PCM will maintain communication with unit commander and or unit surgeon only as necessary. All routine communication with the unit will be through the WSHA provider. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. All TG transgender service members will be offered and encouraged to accept the services of a nurse case manager in the WAMC Family Medical Clinic. A select group of case managers with additional training in TG care will be identified. The nurse case manager will be available to assist the TG sample with negotiating various aspects of care related to transition. Here's where it gets good. This is on page 28. This should piss you off, folks. This should piss you off. As of this writing, service members are eligible to receive surgical services without initiating gender-affirming hormone therapy. Per WPATH standard of care, if a SM decides to initiate GAHT, then the SM must be on 12 months before uh, be on 12 months before initiating any surgery. However, some surgical procedures do not require 12, mo- 12 months of continuous GAHT. As per WPATH standard of care, SMs must receive a letter of endorsement from a BH provider, behavioral health, which could provide which would the behavioral champion okay for upper body surgeries, mastectomy, breast augmentation. The letter of endorsement must be approved by a one BH provider. For lower body surgeries, orechomy, hysterectomy, vaginoplasty, medioplasty, or phalloplasty, the letter endorsement must be approved by two BH providers. For facial body contouring, the letter of endorsement must be approved by two BH providers. In cases where two BH providers need to approve the letter of endorsement, BH champion one will write the letter of endorsement and two arrange for two BH provider to meet with SM, review Alta history, and review the letter of endorsement. The medical treatment plan must be reviewed by the BH champion transgender care team. The SM desiring laser hair removal will need to seek care through civilian providers. This is not a covered benefit. Oh, that's where they draw the line. That's where it's too much. SM's desire, or excuse me, SM seeking facial body contouring will be referred to the WAM plastic surgery. 12 months of continuous cross-sex hormone therapy may be beneficial, but not necessary. These procedures are considered cosmetic and are not a covered benefit. Well, that's good to know. Transgender females, SMs desiring voice feminization surgery will be required to referral to civilian provider network. Transgender SMs desiring surgery of the best breast will be referred to WAM plastic surgery. In the case of breast augmentation, SM must have been on CSHT for 12 months unless contradicted. contradicted. Uh, Augmentation is is a covered benefit if there is inadequate breast development after one year of continuous cross-sex hormone therapy. I I cannot believe, I cannot believe we were having this conversation when you've got some mental, insane fruitcake wanting to transfer over to the other sex. These people should be put in fucking camps, rehabilitation camps. This is the disgusting this is disgusting this is insanity sms desiring vaginoplasty medioplasty or phalloplasty will be referred to civilian provider network cnxj laser hair removal or penis scrotum in preparation for vaginoplasty is considered medically necessary as part of lower body gender reassignment surgery as of this writing there is no civilian center of excellence identified for voice feminization surgery this is not a benefit covered under tricare as of writing this there is no civilian center of excellence identified for genital reassignment surgery this is hilarious to me I'm going to link this in the chat that you can actually go read, folks. There's a link over on Rumble. If you're not on Kick, you're wrong. 
There's the link for you to go read this yourselves. Folks, this nation's military is a joke. So now mentally ill people can join this nation's military. Legit mentally ill people. Now in my chat room on Rumble and stuff like that, I'd say there's a good chunk of you that are combat veterans. You served in the theaters of Iraq and Afghanistan. You saw how bad it got over there. You saw the isolation. You saw in certain situations you could not get back or pull out from the front lines. You had to stay there. You saw the living conditions were horrendous. In some cases, we had to ration water and food. Living in very, very dirty conditions. And you're telling me these people, these trans people, a minor, and I, I love that. I love the argument. Trans people have been in existence for, for since the dawn of time. So if schizophrenics, that doesn't justify your, that doesn't rationalize your position. It doesn't rationalize it whatsoever. Insanity has been rampant, but now I think it's even more so because we've let the fucking retarded inmates run the asylum now. Yeah, we need a Batman. We really do need a Batman to take these wackos out. It's insane. I'm telling you right now, I would never want to serve with one of these people. They are insane. No, thank you. The fact that you think that you're a man or you are a woman trapped in the opposite sex's body is beyond me. Clearly, you need help. But all we've done now is we've enabled insane behavior by pretending to be tolerant and accepting and inclusive because that's what we should do to everything. To include schizos, rapists, murderers, yada, yada, yada. Hence why the left tries to normalize pedophilia. God, we need a war in this country. Ugh, it's disgusting. Disgusting. Read the memo. It's going gonna, it's gonna to boil your blood, folks. It's going to boil your blood. Oh, my gosh. I, I just, uh, yeah. What do you say to this? Well, I mean, what do you really say? So, folks... When those recruiters come sniffing around your kids, you should tell them to beat sand. Tell them, until you get the trannies out of the military, no thank you. Until Joe Biden is no longer president of said military, and you don't have the likes of Lloyd Austin and those idiots in charge, absolutely not. Absolutely not. God help you. God help you. God help this country. This is just disgusting. It is disgusting. All right. That's it for today's episode, folks. I got to go shoot a commercial. We appreciate you being here today. Hey, you know the drill. Share the show. Help recruit to the lost savages. Tell your friends about us. A lot of DMs from people saying you just got turned on to your show. Thank you so much, guys. Everybody that's actually sharing the show and tagging us on Instagram at AA Savage Show. Thank you so much. Also on Facebook, Twitter, it's John Burke 39 uh, Y'all are freaking incredible. Thank you so much for helping grow the show, grow the voice. Without you, we wouldn't be here. So again, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. It is Wednesday. We're halfway through this week, tomorrow being uh, Thursday. And we're looking forward to being doing this tomorrow. Hopefully Josh is in studio. But as always, you stay savage, America. <laughs>